Does your mind want something to happen? Be all right with nothing going on. Wait for the next thought to arise. Just wonder what your next thought would be and wait for it. Just wait for it. If you're really waiting for your next thought, it doesn't come. The emptiness of waiting is just where your attention is. So for your attention to crank into something, some story that your mind is creating, you'll already have to have shifted out of the waiting. So it's a nice little tool. Just wait for your next thought. I wonder what that thought could be. It's just wait for it. you're in some kind of dissatisfaction, you're running another thought which has turned into an emotion. And you're just feeling the dissatisfaction. If there's a sense of anxiety, you're running another thought that's making you experience the emotion that that thought is triggering. It's got nothing to do with the pause place between thoughts. The thoughts you're going to run today, almost all of them you ran yesterday. I can't remember the statistic I used to note. It's like, it's, not, it's up in the 90-something percent. So 90% plus of what you think about today you thought about yesterday. And the day before, and the day before, and the day before. Just another 90% of each. So even if you have a new experience today, you're going to bring your thoughts from yesterday to interpret them. Because our brain isn't able to take in things that are too far out of our own frame of reference. There's, you know, there's something called an information gap. If, if, if some, something that you see is too far away from what's familiar to you, you actually won't see it. Your brain will not register. It's like, don't know what that is? Nothing's happening there. And you won't see something. Each moment is fresh. Let yourself expand a bit so that the limitations of your own thinking, that is the framework that you've set up in order to determine what you're going to see, to make it controllable for yourself, let those limitations break down. 
those limitations break down. See if you can allow yourself to have no control. To be wide open to whatever shows up. All right, let's see. Whereas if you've got fight or flight or stress or anxiety around things that are not familiar to you, it's going to keep you safe. It's going to keep your lenses of perception very safe, very restricted into what's familiar so that you can navigate. Because your brain is all about helping you to function. That's its gig, helping you to function. Now, your capacity as consciousness is a different thing, and that's what I want to awaken. So that you as consciousness, you can view as consciousness, and your brain is an add-on tool for helping you to navigate in the world, but that you're looking from consciousness. That's what we're after. And then we go to the breakdown of consciousness, which is deeper than the non But you've got to get a good handle first on Yep, my brain is running that story. Okay, there's the stillness inside. Is my brain the origin of that? That would be a very good place for us to go. Right. Let's do it. So drop in as deep as you can go. It could be drop in or drop back. It could be simply be present. Be present, fully present. No story, no history, no lunchtime, no nothing. Just be present. Right here. Sitting, standing, lying down, whatever you're doing. Just be right here, fully. Now see if you can taste presence itself. There's you being present. That's the character. That's the personality. Just go a little bit deeper and see if you can suckle, taste presence, sense presence. And that can show up as one thing as opposed to me being present, me in the now. We're gone to one thing, presence only, presence itself. So if you ask inside, okay, is my mind creating presence? You're either going to get a yes or a no or a maybe. And in the maybe include I don't know. Let's go deeper than presence. You're not looking for something, it's just that you're going deeper than that. There's no right answer here, there's no answer here. It's just that you're going deeper than that.
So let my words come to you. Don't reach out for meaning. Makes sense? It makes sense. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Here's the question, and let the question sit with you. Deeper than presence, is your brain registering, recognizing, picking up the aroma from it, picking up some frequency from it, or is your brain creating it? Deeper than presence and your brain, identify the relationship between the two. Put up your hand if you really feel that your brain has created deeper than presence. Your brain has created it. Okay. And for the rest of you, check to see, did my body create it? some hands up. Did my body create it? Okay. We have some whose my brain has created it, some my body has created it, and some it's deeper than both. Alright. Some people are shifting from one of the groups to recognizing it's deeper than both. Mm-hmm. It's prior to everything. Is it before your body, which is before your brain? Yeah. All right. Welcome to pure consciousness. The awakened state it's when you live from there. That's enlightenment. No bells and whistles, nothing. No fireworks. Don't go into your thoughts. Okay. The movie of your life, there's plenty of time for it. Feels like your attention is withdrawing. It's like 
your attention arises from that place. So it's like you're recoiling and coming back down to rest. You can't really put your attention on pure consciousness. Mm. You kind of have to pull it back to home. Yeah, you're pulling it back. It arises from there. If you can get that, that would be really useful. It's as though pure consciousness is a, you know, a, a, a deep well. And it's kind of too much in your head if you put your attention on it. So you withdraw your attention away from everything else. And then it goes back home. Let's go a little bit deeper than that non-dual awakened state. Maybe and maybe not. If you get all excited, you're going into your head again. Ooh, 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 I've got something to get. Drop down softly into that stillness. Melt in that stillness. Dissolve. Dissolve completely. So the awakened state will allow you to feel, or might allow you to feel, that when you dissolve into that nothing, stillness, that you are all of it. It might allow you to think that. I'd like you to dissolve and let there be nothing. Nothing. Deeper than the sense of being. Deeper than any idea about existing or not existing. Recognizing that existence itself is just another idea. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. of nothing be gone also.
Nothing. Now let your body fall asleep. Somehow from this nothingness that's deeper than anything that can exist or not exist. Somehow from that place our galaxy is like a, a, a dot way out there in front of you and that the earth is a little dot within that dot way out in front of you. The viewing point shows up, yet you know that the deeper than nothing idea deeper than the idea of nothing. Somehow is familiar. Somehow is understood. And yet there's a movement towards the dot which is our galaxy. And that dot is the concept of space <coughs> provides a context for physical stuff to show up. And as we move towards our galaxy, a big arc shows up, which is the timeline through all of time. On the far left, amoebas, way, way before the dinosaurs and monkeys down into human beings, way, way, way before. Huge, huge timeline. And it scoots way onto the right hand side, way beyond human beings. Consciousness unfolds, creates the timeline, and human beings are a little section in the middle of it. As the movement towards the timeline happens, you will be drawn to 2018. You will. Let it come closer to view. And as you slot into 2018, early November, the physical form of your body is right there. It's right there. 
see the subject of consciousness of your physical form. The localized viewing point that comes through your physical form. The fraction of pure consciousness that is able to be held by your brain. The little dot that's of nothingness that's underneath all the layers of the story of you, your life, your experiences, your own viewing points. Do you still have access to prior to all of it? Do you still have access to outside of any idea of being or existing? Way back outside of this galaxy, where the galaxy doesn't even show up. Do you still have access to that? <clears throat> I'm going to ask you to open your eyes, and the shift that I don't want to happen, when you open your eyes, don't lock out. Don't eclipse. Don't trade out the expansive view for your local physical forms perspective. Don't let one overshadow the other. When you're ready, open up your eyes and stay connected to as deep as you could go. Wherever you felt you could go without making it up. Can you let your view be seriously wide and at the same time your personality can function in front? The little TV screen running its own show within a much, much wider frame. the gig. And the journey of life is simply to dissolve all mystery. Hang out in that place where you can see the full vista of consciousness and deeper than consciousness. And then the healing journey and the experiencing is all for one thing. It's to break up the perceptions that overshadow your widest perspective. You came in with that wider perspective, widest perspective, and the layers of your, you know, coming in and conception and whatever layers came in have three and four year olds and their spirit isn't in yet because you know it's just pure consciousness operating through form but like the individual piece isn't in yet 
And as the individuality, individuality gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, what happens? It becomes way more interesting than home. We think it does. Because we begin to believe that experiencing is wonderful. You know, life is beautiful, but darn, keep the wider view. Keep the wider view. Because when you get lost in life, very soon, the, the beauty of it can turn into pure suffering. The suffering is really that you've blocked out the truth. You've blocked out the true essence of your being. That's really what the suffering is. But we imagine that it's because of life. You know? So sometimes all we can do is, is change life around a little bit. Maneuver things there in order to let you relax. So you're no longer supporting beliefs, but you can dissolve back into where you came from. How it all started. It's very simple, really. It's just about that, you know? But I'd really like you guys to know the difference inside yourselves from the awakened stage, the non-dual lens of perception, and then know that there's deeper than that. Because in the knowing that there's deeper than that, you have to withdraw juice from your life, otherwise it's not going to work. You have to withdraw the believability into your own drama, you know, let it happen without believing it. That's, that's where it goes. It's not that life becomes dead easy. It's that the, how you relate to it completely changes. When you relate to it differently, there's no suffering. But if you don't have access to the depth of your own being, then of course you're going to want your life to deliver everything. It can't. It won't. It can't. Short-term kicks that. That's as good as it gets. Remember. Just remember. Has everybody got access right now to the place of no suffering? Yeah. All right. And next week, if, if, if you've closed over that deeper part of your own consciousness, you will imagine that you imagined this. You really will. That this was just a state of mind or some, some hypnosis or something. The hypnosis is the bullshit that your mind is going to create next week when you've forgotten the truth. <coughs> That's the hypnosis. <coughs> I'd like to do the roving mic again this morning. Uh, I need Derek to do that. Is, is there anybody up for running around the place with the mic or even walking? Yeah? Okay, we've got a few breaths. Hands up first. Thank you, Brian.
Okay, how did you guys do? Yes. I need to bring it up here to the front again, Brian. Sorry, I, uh, I jumped the gun there. Is it working? Is that a new button? Ah, there we go. Thank you. Um, when you're saying go deeper, it's like something inside of me is saying, how do I know if I'm deeper? I've never had that experience before. Mm -hmm. So that's the mind's commentary. And it's kind of, go deeper anyway. And then you're like, but how do I know? How do I know? It's like, that's the mind, that's the mind. So at a certain point, your mind can't go with you. So the best your mind can do is bring in doubts. Because it's like, ha, 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 give me something certain here. It's like, in mind, in, you know, we're certain it's Saturday. That's the realm of your experience. Do you see? So the mind can only figure a certain landscape out. It can only help you with a certain landscape. Is my mind coming in and out? Yeah, it's okay? All right. So when you drop deeper, the mind is going to start doubting. And it's like, okay, I hear you. I'm going there anyway. The mind says, but you're not getting it, you're not getting it. I hear you. You see? Because it's about you figuring out what's consciousness and what's my mind. Your mind can't go there. So it's a case of, I hear you, but you don't know crap here. You see, so that, so that consciousness can be activated and there's a boundary around where you know your mind can't go. Because it can't go there. It can't go there. We're talking about something that was alive before your body and your mind is attached to your body. You know, it's the mechanism, the thinking mechanism. You see? It, it feels like that quiet space or deeper is like a container and, and the mind is pounding on the outside. <laughs> let me in. Let me in. Let me in. There we go. Absolutely. And that usually is the controller. It's our desire to control because if the mind says, if, if, if I'm not in charge of this, we're in trouble. You see? So the mind wants to come with you. Yeah. So the more we learn how to relax in our normal daily life, you know, it's like, it's all right, it's okay, I don't have to be on watch all the time. Then the mind goes, oh yeah, I can kick back. And that helps us to go deeper, and the mind to say, oh yeah, this is the time I can kick back. And it stops pounding. So that's the process that would help you through there. Or alternatively, you know, it's like, mind, you can't go here, it's okay. We're good, you can't go here. And go deeper into the container. Sometimes that... <clears throat> I say, thank you, mind, but you can take a rest now. That's it. There we go. Yeah. That's it. But it's really good to know the difference between the two. How far can your mind go and when is there a boundary? Now we're activating pure consciousness. You see? Which is not generated by matter at all. It's deeper than matter. You know? It's good. It's good to know that line within, within yourself. Which is which? 
some point, the mind decides to go into sleep mode. It just says, okay, uh, I can't handle this. And it makes me really sleepy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's happening there. It's switching you off. It says, let's just shut down everything because it's not safe. Just <laughs> shut it all down. Shut it all down. It's, it's like when we lock in, when we have trauma and we lock it in. You know? And, and we're just like... We've got ways of protecting ourselves, of locking something down. And that's when you're going into this deep space and sleep comes. It's like, whoa, let's just shut it all down. So that's what it's trying to do there. So stand up, you know, do it in the shower. Find ways of making it safer for you to go in there and not the mind go to sleep, you know? Like, it, it is safe, but we've got to teach the mind that it is safe. You see? Yeah. So, I have a... a I'm Lisa, by the way. Hi. <laughs> um, this is really wonderful, how you tune into people, specifically address what's going on for them. And I just... I guess I'm attached to this distance, this place of just isness, and I. The story here is that I get pulled into this localized lifetime through my son, who has. Um, there's a lot of chaos around him and through him, and um, he's been in prison. He's an addict. He's just had a head-on collision, uh, and he's very, I, I feels like sludgy. Somebody used that word yesterday. <laughs> and so it, it keeps pulling me into this localized mother yes. thing. And yes. I'm aware of that yes. as it's happening, and I'm present to it, and at the same time, um, He's, I, I feel like he's making demands of me. Uh, he, he wants me in his stories and dramas. Um, so I guess it's just about allowing and at the same time keeping that awareness of the isness as the localized drama is occurring. He yeah. wants you in his drama. What do you want? I don't want to be in that. Okay. I, I think, I, well, I, I am just naturally distancing from it, and he doesn't like that. He says I've changed. And I'm not on his side. Ah. So one of you has to change. Or else nothing happens. Or else the dynamic continues. And he's stuck in his sludge and you're doing your dance between isness and localized view. So it's not working for you anymore. And you know that. I don't imagine it's working for him either, but he seems to not know that yet. Because that's all he knows, you know? It's where his identity is. 
do you have the courage to pull away then? Because you're saying there's a natural pulling away from it. But, like, are you willing to really pull away? Yeah, so there is a natural pulling away, and then something happens, and this heart connection is going into a suffering, and it feels very heavy. So you're the one who suffers? When, when, I pull, when, when, I, when I'm pulled, yes, when I'm pulled down, yeah, I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm not suffering like before. Yeah, 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 you've definitely moved a fair bit. Yeah, um, and, and there's judgment of him as well, and I'm very aware that I, it's like I'm, this, 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 like why can't, oh, if only he can be spiritual, or if, if he can un understand, you know, what's really going on, and you know, just see this as his burning karma, or something like that, and it's just, I don't want to do that. I, I, it's more ha habit to do that, I think, that I'm noticing. Yes. What do you need to do to let him go? Can you give yourself permission to let him go? I, the answer that comes to me is sometimes. Okay. If you let him go, have you set up guilt or, you know, have, have you set up some kind of emotional punishment that it could be your fault if things don't work out for him? Mm -hmm. or? You're, 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 you've set up something in your head that keeps you bound in it. You're naturally withdrawing, but you've got some thoughts that are keeping you connected after those. still be a good mother if you let him go? <clears throat> I don't, you know, I don't want to even be attached to the role of mother. But I don't are. want to think of mother. Okay. But period. That, but, sure, you can see where you want to be. But yeah, yeah. where you are is the only thing you can work yeah, with. Yeah. Yes, I think I can still be a good mother. All right. Mightn't look pretty for a while. And he's going to react because you're changing the dynamics of he's going to he's of course he's going to, he's going to not like it. But you have to be strong enough to withstand that that storm. And strong enough to allow whatever happens to him, whatever he creates. Yes. It, it, it's Okay. Yes. It's okay. Yes. Whether it's good or bad or that's right. Nothing. That's right. Yes. That's the letting go. Yeah. 
because ultimately you're protecting yourself from the what could I have done to have avoided this catastrophe or you see this, this, these are the things that create attachments we're ultimately doing it for ourselves we think it's for other people but really it's for ourselves we're just protecting ourselves and once we're willing to see that then it's like oops all right okay so let's cut them let's have the courage to, to really cut and it, you know cutting it, it's actually a really loving thing to do because you're moving towards the light you know and he might go deeper into the dark to discover that he wants the light sometimes people need to do that you've got to be all right with that and be able to watch and do that but everything is moving towards the light everything is that's just the natural order it's not a good news story it's just life we're not nightshades we're sunflowers you know So you've got to you've got to take a high jump and let him live his own life. What age is he? Twenty-seven. Okay, he's a man. <laughs> Maybe in letting him go, he can learn that. Maybe he can. That's the problem. I don't see him as a man. That's my. Issue. Yeah. I see him as a, a child in a man's body. Yeah. That can keep you as yeah. mama. <laughs> Thank you. Let go. And just keep cultivating the courage to like I have courage to watch him destroy his life or do something good with his life. But I can watch it, I can pray for him, I can send love and light. But I will not touch it. I will allow him to live his own life. This would be really good. Just hearing those words feel really good. Yeah. yeah. You know when your gut when yes, it's like, I do. That's, I do. that's what I need to do. Yeah. 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 Let's have a cook for a little bit. There might be another layer there. Yeah. Okay, so here's the other layer that's coming in. Um, the, the, the localized viewing point. Most of us go through a phase of that of like, if it wasn't for my job, I could rest in pure consciousness. I could rest in unified feel. I could rest in presence. If it wasn't for my relationship, my boss, my duties, my responsibilities, my you know my my bank account, my you know, and it's like bullshit. Like really. If you can't hold pure consciousness while these things are going on, then you're playing games with yourself. Life is never the distraction. You're choosing to trade your lens of perception for drama. You're choosing it. You're endorsing the drama to be in your life. You're investing it. It's like, all right, so how you connect with that is like more important than resting in pure presence. It's more important. So very often I play around with, let's change the furniture here, like quit your job, leave your marriage, da, da, da. but we're just trying it out so that you can feel like, oh, 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 what, 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 So you're just disconnecting from the idea. It's usually the idea that has you rather than the thing itself. If 
really doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. It really doesn't matter. But how you think about it, your relationship with it, that's the key. That's either going to determine whether it makes you suffer or whether, or whether you can rest in pure consciousness regardless of what's in your bank account. You see? So it's never the actual issues in your life. It's how you connect to them. What you think about them and the power that you've given those thoughts to be things that shouldn't be happening to you. You're giving power out. Usually because you want something back. You want something. It's always taking care of ourselves. <coughs> Can we have the up here and then the opposite corner down to sit? Hi, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. As I was here last night, I noticed that there was an energy that I just couldn't put my finger on it. But I was not connecting. Usually I just connect right into you. And yeah. I was like, oh, what is this? And then this morning, it came to me like there's a fear of being found out. Uh -huh. That is so old because I'm, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life that I'm not afraid that just people are found. But it's like way, way back. Uh -huh. And then I realized, could it be like a genetic... Uh, yes, inheritance. Because yes. my father, he left the war, the Finnish Winter War, and he went to hide, and that was like such a secret in my family. And I haven't thought about that forever. So yes. I was wondering if you could explore with me because yes. it's prevented me, I think, from allowing awareness to fully yes. live through me. Yes. You've named it. I have. Okay. You have named it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just want to add, sometimes when, when you find something, like this woman has, what's your name again? Celia. Celia. Okay, thank you. When, when you found something thinking, oh God, maybe it's that, and it's like, it is that, because it is, it is that for her. You could easily find the darn thing comes up again. You've resolved it, you've healed the genetic, the darn thing comes up again, and it's like, all right. So... That right now is the root cause of it. There could be a deeper root cause and this is another layer on top of it because patterns repeat. They repeat, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat. So you could have like, damn, I've done the same mistake as a gazillion times in my life. You can try that over a gazillion lifetimes. You can try that in your genetics. History keeps repeating itself. So while, while yes, we're after this, this what looks like this root cause now, there might be something underneath. And so it's about being willing to like, you know, it might be never done. It might just keep popping up. Yes, maybe, maybe there will be a capacity to live through pure awareness. And maybe there will be for a while and maybe there will be something else. So we never know. All we can do is heal what's in front of us. Heal what the issue is. And be willing, if there's another layer, to let that show itself. That, that's, that willingness, that openness brings humility and it's an attitude in and of itself. So it's not like, oh my God, I'll never be done. That's, that's not what I'm advocating. It's like, it's like have the humility to like, hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a learning thing, mechanism. I'm a growing mechanism. 
to completely I'm finished with it all brings a whole new layer of garbage, a whole new layer of, of stuff. Then you start building rubbish again. You see? False belief systems. So, so there's two layers to that. Of why it's very important to like, yeah, that's the root cause, but we might or might not be at the place of freedom afterwards. It's just be open and willing to that. Okay. Can you deepen your being, do two things for your dad? Can you can you forgive him? I, I know I know you have the ability to do this, but I'm seeing if it feels right for you. Can you get him to forgive himself? And the other layer that's playing is the cultural belief system, the collective around a deserter? Really? Not okay, if that's the term, whatever the term is of, of running and hiding. <coughs> so the, there's the collective and there his, there's his self-forgiveness. They're the two pieces. As you speak about it, it's like, whoops, here's the resistance. Here's, here's There's a lot of beauty towards it right now. Yeah. 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 Becomes really fun to find a layer. It's like, oh my god, I need to grow, I need to grow. It's great. You know, it really is. It's exciting. It's like, oh my god, there's a little bit of a me story coming up. How gorgeous. Really, it turns out to be just gorgeous. Oh my god. You know, look at this, look at this. Something I can, but I really am, can gift the personality, you know? And I thank you for that because just coming here, something wanted to be yeah. let go of. That's right. And I was in Belden Christ this morning, and all of a sudden, it's my dad. It's your dad. Yeah. I have never connected yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. Well done. You found it. Yeah. <laughs> found it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we get more skilled as we go on. You know, because because you're listening, you're just available. You're listening. You're open. You know, yeah, yeah. But it's not about you forgiving him. That's not an issue. That's no. totally not an issue. No. It's like that's nowhere in your energy field. Yeah, yeah. It's these other layers. So as we do this work, we get more and more drawn into healing the collective, a group thought, a, a belief system that's there globally. You know, and, and that's part of the service that, that we just do silently, you know? Thank you. Sure, sure. We need to scoot the mic back to Sid.
when he started off last night by inviting us to find anger and asking if we could find it if there wasn't a thought. And I was just said, I'm wondering how far we can track back using that method of not just beyond feelings to go back to our kind of true self or aware, pure awareness by just tracking when thoughts are different, subtle thoughts are arising and then dropping those and continue. How, how, how far does that go or is that just mostly kind of more surfacing? Mm. Okay, so last night's exercise was, can you find a feeling, tuned into a feeling and to discover that you can't do it without a thought first. Right. You actually have to create a story to generate a feeling. Mm. So then you're wondering, can we have, can we do that same tracking, tracing along to find pure consciousness? Can you get track, track back as far as the things that are off, as far as the personality and things that are kind of grasping anything of the world or identity to go back to kind of deconstruct it all back? Can you, can you kind of go inversely that way? It's kind of what we do, isn't it? Isn't that what we do? Like, like, what's the original belief behind that? What am I holding on to? What's... I feel you're asking something that I'm not picking up. Ask me in another way. So to track back, give me, give me an example. To track, to track back a thought. Can you go the, all the way? Can you go all? Can you go the distance? Just three thoughts. Until until mind can't go any deeper. Until there's only there's only this pure awareness. Pure there's only awareness and that's who we are and that's it. You so can see where the thought arises from, but at that point you'll have dropped the thought. Yeah. The yeah. source of the thought will bring you to pure awareness. I guess. The source of the thought. So but at that point you'll have to have dropped the thought. Right, right, exactly. The content of the thought will have had to be letting go as yeah. you're going down. Yeah. So yeah, that is a technique. It's like where did that thought arise from? Yeah. It's less about tracking the thought. Like tracking the thought will bring you to the original belief. Right. Your own matrix of why you created it in the first place. Keep dropping, dropping, dropping. Yeah. Dropping. But going to the source where this thought came out of, that's a different track. Oh, beautiful. You see? Yeah. So where the source came out of where the thought came out of would bring you to source, capitalist source. I love that. Second, second question, yeah. and this one's not so clear. Um, can I describe a little about what's going on with? Um, I got really, I got kind of confused last night with the conversation you had with Johnny, and then remember Johnny sitting in the back here. He was asking about. Kind of the levels, talking about the levels of consciousness and then going to the observer. Um, so, because I'm not sure if I'm kind of holding on to a particular level or perspective right now. As you know, at the, Katie's work has been the, the, the thing I've been doing. It's been my paradigm for a while now. And with that, It's, it's holding a space of the now, and the past and the future can kind of fall away with that. And um, so it keeps melting into, into 
called like presence. And then the identity isn't, it, it, it just comes and goes, because this isn't a, there's not a Sid here, because Sid definitely is having these experiences, and then maybe he sees that, then it goes away. Um, but it's also been, and then like reaching out, if they're seeing anything in another person or object other than perfection and awareness and love, then it's just, it goes back and drops the thought. So that's kind of the game, and it's, it's holding pretty well, but there's identity, and I can't, and the question is, part, one of the concerns is that there's kind of some attachment to it, it's become comfortable. That's become comfortable in a place of resting. But two, then with, with Johnny last night, afterwards, we played a little game of, he was, he was talking about where his baseline had been, and then taking it up to another baseline, and we went into this, what he called the kind of, like, the observer that was always there. And I went up there with him. I went to something. And that's where it got a little confusing because when I went there, this this little, this kind of game I'm playing, my little baseline, it's just kind of silly when you kind of step up there. And he called it like looking from a camera was how he was describing it. And what I can't, so that's what I really can't tell now is if there's a kind of a holding on to a particular like practice or way that's been that's been useful, or, and I'm, I'm, I'm not so clear about, because that, that place isn't really, it's, it's it maybe just kind of touch it and in and out of it, but it's not very, it's not very known here as a place of resting. Um, so I'm just, I guess that's my question. How, am I getting kind of, is the person, am I getting attached to a particular way here? Hmm. I'm not convinced that the observer is unfamiliar to you. Um, yeah, so, so the witness or the observer, this, these are the same things. Um, and it's the impersonal, you know, when it's, it's personal, when, when the story is about me, and it, it's a viewing point that's impersonal. Okay, so most, no, most of this is impersonal. This place now yeah. is mostly impersonal, but that seemed, it seemed different what he was describing, or where we went. So when you speak about what's going on for you, you see other people as, did you say perfection or love? Right, that's where it goes in and out. Like when when they're seeing, they're seeing the impersonal, and there's just, you see them as love, and then there's the, you know, and then there's also not, often not the subject and the object, there's just this with them. But the, personality Sid comes in, I mean, it's in and out. Yeah. But, and so that's kind of the game I'm playing. The practice that's being used is to let it all fall away through the thoughts. But there was a, like there, but there was a, what Johnny, there was a step up that Johnny did, and I kind of joined him in this, this kind of step up thing when you were talking about the levels of awakening. And I don't know if this is just a bunch of mind play that I'm getting stuck in from last night, which it might be. It's just like drop right. it, sit, come back to presence, everything's fine. Oh, because here's the last thing. When I when I play with that, then it's just I'm playing with it. It's like a nice experience. But then when I drop the thought of that experience, I'm back in pre- there's back in presence and everything just kind of is just kind of back here. Yeah. And everything's I don't know whatever it is, but it's back in presence. And so I can't tell if this is just some kind of mental, spiritual experience, or if it's like, 
it's time to like start having that be the default place that rests instead of the <coughs> name. The witness, the observer, is a tool. It's halfway between the me, myself, I, and presence. It's halfway. Now you can go back to a halfway house if you want. <laughs> It's a different way to use your brain. Okay. It's a different way to interact. So it feels fresh to you because it's a new neural pathway, you know? Okay. You know, like something, oh, I haven't tasted this before. And so, so our attention is on it and it's kind of shiny. So, so that's the attraction to it right now. But for you, but for everybody, it's a step towards the physical. If you really are in presence and you can see what is the same in everybody and you're like, yeah, it's also being like an asshole, but there's a knowing that, that it's love showing up as that. Now, if, if that's not a theory, you authentically have that, have that uh, recognition, then to go into witness would be a step backwards. Not really, but maybe, maybe yes, because he was using that word, but let's say it's not, because that's not very interesting then, but what about... It doesn't, does it seem stuck? Does there seem to be a stuckness with doing this, this work thing, this problem? I don't, I don't know. I guess that's all I have to say. It's like, is, is there, does there seem to be a stuckness here? When your mind turns it into a practice, it feels stuck. But if it's your natural way of showing up in the world, it doesn't feel stuck. I'm going to hazard a guess that your mind is kind of has adopted as a way to perceive and that that's what feels a bit off. Like, do you authentically see or is it an idea to see people as love showing up as personalities? No, it's, it's authentic and then except when there's some thought like, Oh my God, that was mean what that person said. Then it, then it, but then, then the work just kind of does its thing. It's like it's just like, and it is it's true? It just kind of pops up, and then it goes away, and it yeah. comes back to yeah. the other place. That sounds fine, Sid. That sounds fine. And yeah, some people, you know, there meanness happens. Being a nice all happens, you know, like so. So if, if people have these expressions, it, it's fine. You just move away from it, or you respond to it, or whatever goes on. Don't let any of it be sticky. So I guess, sure, you're doing the Baron Katie work when there's something that's like, whoa, which would be the usual trap for Sid. Okay, I get it. Great, you're doing the Baron Katie work. But also, yeah, there is, there is crappy behavior in the world. Sure, there is. It's not all peace and light at all. The non-dual perspective sees the peace of light and love that's underneath it, but it can show up as being an asshole. It can can the assholeness be there without you? <laughs> can the assholeness be there without you, without you getting caught in it? Uh, can it, if if I'm seeing it as an assholeness, I'm usually it's usually too late. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well observed. <coughs> Can you see how the non-dual perspective, how presence can recognize assholeness? And enjoy it. Oh yeah, and just see it as like blue, green, assholeness, beauty. 
<laughs> Can you see that? All right. Great. That's the shift you're looking for. That's so the assholeness isn't about you. Because right now, when assholeness happens, you're making it personal. You're automatically making it personal. Sid is in there to judge it as assholeness or not being nice or da da da, and you've made it a story. I want you to be able to see assholeness from, from the non jewel. Okay. You see? Okay. That's a new muscle to stretch. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm just living. Yes. Yes. Feeling it. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. Now I might, I might, yeah. You might hear from me later. Sure. Yeah, play with it. Play with it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. The lady in front, the long hair. Is that right? Picking up from the assholeness. Yes. <laughs> so I get hooked on that. How do you go from like observing it and not immediately getting engaged with it? Like I have issues with that. A particular one person in my life. Yeah. I get she hooks me every single time. And and I like he says when I'm already judging it as she's being an asshole, I'm already hooked because otherwise you'd be like I don't know how you'd be because I haven't been there, but Yeah. What do you want from her? Peace. Like I it's somebody that I cannot kick out of my life. It's my mom. Okay. The oldest <laughs> card in the book. Okay. Um I just want peace. I just I'm gonna continue having interactions with her because because of whatever, the family dynamic, I'm not ever gonna kick her out of my life. But the interactions are never good. Like ninety-nine point ninety-nine percent of the time they're not good. Okay, so I don't believe that you want peace from her because nobody can give you peace. Peace is an internal gig. I want to not get engaged into these interactions. Mm, What do you want from her? (coughs) It's about you. What do you want from her? I don't want anything from her. Really? You don't want her to love you? Not anymore. I've I've come to a point in my judgment that I feel she's not capable of the kind of love that I've always longed for. I really believe she's not capable of it. But you still want it? I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. I have enough love in my... I mean... At the most primal sense, yes, but do I feel it's realistic? No, I don't feel it's realistic. Okay, we need that. to go to the primal sense. Of course everybody wants love from their mom, but when you come to a point where you feel that's not ever going to happen, then you just... Then you go into total acceptance. Yes, that's what I want. You see, because, because society will tell you, you know, that... Love, it's natural for moms to love their babies. It's natural, it, it, and as children we should expect it because we need it. We need it. It's essential to our survival for our parents to love us. But I'm not a child anymore. You're not a child anymore. But there's a child inside your beautiful woman's body who somehow is like, how, how, how could you screw up the most basic, <laughs> basic primal thing? How, how did I not get something that should be completely organic and natural? And my right, my right. Yeah. You see? So it's about having that little one accepting. It's like, yeah. That's the question. How do you go there without judging her as being a you know, to do with her. incapable mom or like how do you how do you get there? Okay. 
So, so when you when we find out what it is, what what you wanted from her, it's no longer about her. It's about you having a a need, a demand, a desire, any and all of the above, and knowing that it can't be met, an acceptance that that can't be met. In the intellectual sense, I'm there, but in the bring it into your heart. You've got to bring it down, saying. I just, I just chose somebody who wasn't able to give me my basic human right. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And it'll never come. And she's not capable of it. And that's all right. Genuinely, that's okay now. It's a total acceptance that she wasn't able to deliver a basic human need. So accepting the amount of neglect that happened to you as a result, that needs to happen too. So the kind of acceptance I'm talking about is like really, it's really pure. It doesn't have victim, it doesn't have brokenness, it doesn't have a pity me story going on, none of that. It's just, wow, it shows up like this sometimes. Not all that you decide. Yeah, of course it's painful. That's why I've stated the intellectual about it. Of course it's painful. That acceptance is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But something still wants that love from her. Something still believes, surely you can do something. It's, it's innate to you being a woman, a mother. It's innate. How can you not do this, woman? You know? Like, yeah, sure. I hear that. You know? Yeah. But for you to arrive at the acknowledgement of life, gosh, gosh, there are exceptions to what I thought was totally natural to be mammals. There are exceptions. And the, the, the real authentic acceptance of that, she won't have any hold over you. As long as we want something from somebody else, what, how they behave will have an impact on us. Yeah, it's every time there's like a new chapter, another story, another layer, like... Yeah, it's the underpinning wanting from her. We need total acceptance that it's never going to come. It's never going to come. So anything or anyone that has power over your life, what do you want from them? Figure that out. You've given your power away. So even if somebody is behaving like a total jerk, right? We've got the asshole that's coming in again. If the if the personal triggers in first triggers up first, it's because we wanted them to what? Like us, accept us, behave in a particular way? What? What did we want? Because it was about what we wanted and they didn't deliver. And then it's like, whoa, you broke the contract. You broke the contract with me because you're being a jerk. All right, so, <coughs> so now my personal is up saying, you broke the contract with me. That's a personal agenda. And we're hurt or we're angry and we're off in the drama. Whereas if people are completely and totally allowed to be who they are, and we're autonomous, and we're fully inside ourselves. 
We're in our own power, managing ourselves, taking care of our own needs, aware of who we are and what's inside. Then if somebody's an asshole, it's like, God, wow, that's, that's interesting. I think also she's, in a way she has served me because she's a person that I use as a gauge to find out if I've awakened, I've awakened yet. Yes. <laughs> like, when I'm with her, I'm like, fuck it, like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. In that way she served me. Like when I, when I find myself, God willing, that happens in life lifetime that I'm next to her and, and I don't react, I will know, like, okay, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Good. Good. So you know where you have to go inside with the acceptance? Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to set ourselves free from all these kind of contracts that we have with people and society and behavior and cultures. And you know, you have to set yourself free from it, you know? You. you, you there's no freedom in, 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 in needing somebody to be a certain way, in needing somebody to be nice. There's no freedom in that at all. You're not free. You're, you're, it's completely dependent on the external. And, you know, the awakened state, absolutely. It, it, it's got to be come head or high water that it's stable, stable, stable. Is that so? If the person you have this agreement with or desire for um, this this contract, if you will, um, is with yourself. Tell me more. Uh, so, um, incredibly high expectations of myself that I have not played up to in eight years. Right. And do you still have the expectations? It's still present. Um, a desire for it, a desire to be Matt Landis, that um, people knew as Matt Landis, the facilitator, the, the group leader, the right. mountaineering guy, the, per, that person. Um, he hasn't been around for a while. Yes. But mm -hmm. in, you know, I've uh, taken a break. Yeah. And are you less than for having taken a break? No, I'm actually more than. So why do you have the old Matt Landis on a pedestal? Because uh, that Matt Landis was earning a buck in, in, in the world. <laughs> and that Matt Landis was providing for himself and others. So we have a value system that, that, that says that makes you lovable or a better person or what? Currently? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so are you telling me that the Matlandis guy, the old Matlandis, did 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 something that you're failing at now? Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's a, a just a being in the world kind of way, a money earning kind of way, or, you know, um, a way that was supportive of the planet, humanity, the environment. Making a difference in people's lives, individuals' lives, um, that was actualized. It was, it was visible. It was. Yeah. So you're, you're. Sometimes people run another incarnation onto one without dying in between. 
And that transition is kind of rough because we have a huge memory. You know, like a lot of the memories between lives get, get kind of well diluted and we just kind of take over the trauma or some, some weird feeling or some connections and every now and then we just get a sporadic little drop of another life that wasn't resolved. But right now you're like, you had this life that had high value in and of the world and you enjoyed it. It seems like you gave yourself a lot of credit for it. Because well, plus the ego was really being dead as well. Of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah, you were seen. You know, and you were endorsed for, for, for your contribution. And now you have this other incarnation, and it's like, shoot, they're too close together. And, and so that you're dragging the memory of it into this one. You see? Kind of. Okay. Okay. There's nothing stopping you from making a book now. It won't be the same book, but it's got to be appropriate to what, what you want to do now. As long as you drag the past as your standard into the present, it's not going to work. Well, here's the problem. Yeah. I love what I did. Right. And I still love it. And yeah. the memory of it is even alive in me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not a bad memory. It was yeah. all great. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. What's wrong with being ordinary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon nothing because I've been that for about eight years. Well, there is um, something wrong with it, or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you need to be special? Like. Well, I don't know if I need, ever needed to be special. Perhaps I did, but. I, I, All right. Okay. I, I just ended up in that position, mm -hmm. um, positionally, mm -hmm. throughout my life. I just, it gave you a lot of juice, though. It did give me a lot of juice. And. Um, Frankly, I was learning at other people's expense, you know, taking them to the wilderness and making them cry and whatever yeah. it was, you know. Yeah. And and I was well aware of that. Yeah. Um, I've been aware of that since I was four. And I guess I, I, I hated the whole manipulative part of it. Yeah. And hated the... Um, the aspect of working with corporate America and having them endorse and um, and reduce their sizing and, and mergers and acquisitions and, and having them feel great about it. It was, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. It was 2010. Right. And so I just stopped. Right. <clears throat> so why are you still living in the past? Because there was... Uh, there's like the juice is still flowing. That juice that I squeezed way back when. So it's still alive in me. And I loved that Matt Landis. He was a decent guy. He was a. He was a, a He's dead. Okay. <laughs> it's a different incarnation. All right. Well, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> Be ordinary. Hmm. Celebrate it. Okay. I say okay, but I don't know what the hell that means. Absolutely, I know. Yeah. yeah. Love and accept yourself for being ordinary. Celebrate and find the magic in being invisible. There's a beauty in it. Believe it or not, I've been working towards that. Good. Circuitously. Good. 
So the value system that you have, that you had, and was endorsed, and you traded off it, it stopped working for you because you wouldn't have quit otherwise. It stopped working for you somehow. Yeah, right. The game. Is, yeah, the game. You couldn't do the game anymore for a variety of reasons. Okay. The new game, you, ex <coughs> you know, it's more spiritual. So in some circles, it should have an endorsement. But you're having a hard time finding juice from that endorsement. What's deeper than the endorsement is self-love and self-acceptance. And there's self-rejection going on instead. Oh, yeah. So it's not going to work to go like, yeah, but I'm doing more spiritual things now because, and that might be the phrase that you use, but it's like something that's more honest because it has less of the manipulation and less, there's more integrity in what I'm doing now, but I'm being punished for it because it's, you know, I'm... Well, no, but nobody's punishing me. I'm doing it myself. Even so, you're, yeah, you're doing it yourself. All right. Okay. So what about the value of the external endorsement that you got when you pre-2010 and it's not here now? No, no, that was an inside game as well. That was, that was something that I've been running virtually my whole life. Um, but, but by game, I mean a, a fairly high level of self-awareness um, in, in perhaps even a non-dualistic approach without an awareness of it yes. um, my whole life. And I've had a good, a good fortune of having that be, be reminded of that by all of my participants and people I've guided on trips and you know, sort of wanted to make me a guru. And, like, and so I, I just, you know, always refuse that um, and appreciate the acknowledgement that that was, that was a personality thing. The love was great. I was always, I liked the love. That has to come from the inside, you know? Well, I had a sense, strong sense that that was there, but um, perhaps it never was. Absolutely wasn't there. Absolutely. No. Because the linking to the last point, if if you get a lot of juice from the outside, if a lot of love, endorsement, power, payment, these things, these positive things in the phenomenal world come from the outside for what you do or who you are, and it sounds like it's a combination of both. When those things disappear, if you don't have them values inside yourself, you're going to feel their absence and you're going to want them back and you're going to run a regret story about the past and you're dragging your past with you because those things are not inside you. Great scenario if those things are inside you and the external world actually pays you for it, but you know what? You couldn't give a crap. If they recognize you for it, and if they, it's like, I don't care. Call me a guru, not a guru, it's up to you. I, I, I don't buy into that crap. <coughs> you see? It would mean nothing. External gratification would mean nothing. It's kind of like funny if somebody interviews you or something. But it was funny then. No, it wasn't. 
funny. You did. <laughs> but you had a theory on how to respond to it. But some deficiency inside you was getting off on it. And you're left now with the deficiency. So, early on I created this type 1 diabetes disease. I was, uh, just turned 11. Um, and uh, it was February 8, 1971, the day before the earthquake. I was diagnosed. Um, they wanted to put me in the hospital, and I said, as a 10-year-old kid, or 11-year-old kid, no fucking way. And uh, I negotiated with my parents and my doctors that uh, you know, I could stay home and piss in cups all night and mark the time and blah, blah, blah. Right. Point being that uh, the next morning, the hospital that they were going to put me in collapsed and 52 people died right. in the emergency room. And so... Um, so I've had an intuitive hits about things along the way, and I have been flatlined five times, different times, um, and had some in, in these NDEs things. Yeah. Recently, most recently too, in 2014, okay. um, left-hand descendings. Okay. But I still don't know why I'm here. What do you want your reason for? <laughs> really? What you want to reason for? Well, I appreciate being here. Yeah, great. Yeah, but it's just, just appreciation. What you know? Don't buy into that corpus stuff. It's no bullshit. Okay. It's no bullshit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bit of gas. Okay. You know. That's good to hear. If our minds need a purpose, okay, let's find a purpose. But really, it's no purpose at all. It's no purpose to any of it. <laughs> there isn't. But there's this evolutionary movement that will keep you wanting to be a better person. Well, that's true. But to be clearer and to find home and to something naturally organic. And that's enough to drive you on. Does that have a purpose? Not at all. It's evolution. Okay. It's evolution. Well, then what, what's the metrics that pushes us and keeps us alive? I mean, what's, what, what is the point? What's the value? You're asking about purpose in another way, are you? What's the value? What's the point? What's the purpose? Okay. I think I get it. So the personality is the one that wants value, purpose, point. It's the one that had a value on fame and fortune. It's, that's the personality. That's not, that's, that's never going to fulfill you. That's, that's not where it's at. But that wants a purpose. And the place you're going to find peace is deeper than the personality. And then it takes all the pressure off the personality to, to deliver. And that's bloody well, I've found more peace in the past eight years than I ever have. Of course. Of course. Because you're withdrawing from, from... You're knowing that the personality can't deliver, so you're withdrawing from it. You see? And you're going more in. But actually, something that the personality had, you still don't have. And you've, you've lost your network to deliver, and you're left with this gap, the needs that were there, that were camouflaged by your high-flying years. You see? It just gave you distraction. And it's like, okay, distraction stopped here as well. It was underneath all the time. 
Personality wants a purpose. Okay, we can give him a purpose, but... Really? It's about having fun. Really. It's to be enjoyed. It's to be enjoyed. Like that. Yeah, it is. It's to be enjoyed. Because, because that's what happens the deeper you go into the depth of your own being. Nothing really bothers you. And it's like, oh, it really was about having joy and fe feeling, feeling funny. You know? Thing really throws you. So it and it all makes sense then. You know, it just makes sense. Every now and then you're driven to do something, you know, and make a move here and do something there. But you know it's not tied in with I'm doing it for this consequence in order to fulfill a need deep inside me. It's like none of that track happens. Action happens, and you might as well just enjoy it because there isn't all of these consequences hidden agendas after it. Do you see? It's just the action for itself. And that action for itself turns into enjoyment. You just do it because it's enjoyed. Do you see? There's nothing else. There's no other layer. So manipulation can't happen. None of those things. It's like, it's, it's like way too heady to have anything except the action that you're doing right now. So it boils right down to living very simply. It's just the action that's happening right now. Just like the, the 11 year old, I'm not going into the hospital. That's the action. Now the mind can say, look at the consequence. Earthquake came, I most likely would have died if I went in. Da, da, da. So I must be keeping, kept alive for some reason. It's like, hold on a minute. You just didn't go into hospital that night, period. <laughs> period. You see? All the rest of it is part of the loop that has set you up to, if I do this, I get that, then there's a value system, oh, then I'm endorsed for that, this feels good. It's like, look at this mess of what mind created baloney. You see? So is this basically all these autobiographies are bullshit. What autobiographies? Every autobiography. Ah, we love story. We just love stories. If it's for entertainment, great. But, yeah, we want to find meaning and purpose, and all that's doing is the personality is getting fat, you know? <laughs> Entertaining itself, give me more stories so I can distract from what I need to be looking at, which is the stillness inside. Give me more material to send me out there. For what? Just to discover, oh, it won't do it. It's deeply unsatisfying. It doesn't work, and when it does work, I can't sustain it, so basically it doesn't work. So it's like, save yourself a lot of bother and, 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 and find out that that's true, you know? So it makes life very simple, because the thing that's in front of you is the only thing going on. Common sense prevails. You need to make money, you make money. It's like, okay, what do we need to do here for this? And it's very simple, it's just the action in front of you. And there's such a relief from not having these layers and layers of thoughts and meanings and purposes and values. Oh, such a relief. But none of it can be solid until there's total self-love and self-acceptance. Because otherwise we're giving our power away and it makes us want to have more from the outside because we've laid out our power.
See? Making sense? Oh, it all makes sense, logically. Um, and it makes sense inside, internally as well. Great, great. But the path is not clear. So that's all. If today is clear, it's enough. Okay. Thanks. That would be very important for you because, because I'd love to give you some exercises to pull your mind right into now so that you can really grok and feel actually what I'm doing right now is that's the only thing. The rest of it is just head games. The rest of it is just a waste of freaking energy. What I'm doing right now is actually all there is. It's all there is. It would be really good for you to practice that because your mind is, you know, is strategizing. You have to pull it back in so that it gets used to just being present, just being here. You see? So it's more important for you because you've got that habit of, of jumping into the past or, you know, being five steps ahead to see what this person's doing, what that person's doing. You've got all those skills and I'd like to, like, just shut them down and just strengthen the muscle of being present. So you'd like to do that? So no, I'd like please. you to do that. Oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, to give you that pointer. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I understand. Yeah, great.
One great trick is to, to try it on for a few hours. Okay, I've left my old contract, or I've left my job, or I've left my... And you try it on for half a day. And you'll know, that's not my way. You know, it's like you're living in this kind of, okay, I'm post the decision, I'm going to try it on. That really works. That really works. And it gives you a feeling after a few hours of like, this isn't right, or oh my God, this is so darn good. Yep, decision made. You know, that's one very simple way of trying it. So it sounds like your mom had an idea that you were happy then and that you were you were unhappy now, something yeah. like this. Everyone thinks I'm really miserable. Yeah. You know, and I think I'm miserable, but it's a good kind of miserable yeah, for me miserable. because <laughs> I'm, I'm a bum, basically. Like, I'm a walking tragedy and for everyone, but for me, I know it's um, ending my contract with myself, basically. Yes. I'm ridding myself of everything that was me in order to allow the true me to surface. So yes. it, it is a, a rebirth. So it's painful physically. It's it's a lot of like misery. So I know she hurts for me, but I think it's also breaking the bond between us because part of the contracts that I'm, I think I'm about to end is with her because my service for her was um, um, forced. You know, um, out of guilt, you know, out of service, and you know, cultural and and religion and all that stuff. And um, and I want to try it on, but I don't know how to do that. So I think that's a source of pain, maybe. I not sure. think the relationship her, with her would change, but ending, I don't feel it. Yes, maybe I just need to talk to her. I think you need to talk to her. That's right. I don't see it ending. I don't I see. I see it reforming. Yeah, that's, that's not going to end. What about, what about um, a relationship with myself? Yeah, you know that that's... You couldn't even stop that now if you wanted to go back. There's no going No, back. there's no going back. You're, you're, you're that, that train, you're on that train, you know. It's, it ran me over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got suddenly completely. Yeah, yeah. There, um, you have no option there. You have no option there. That's, that's unraveling. So great. Yeah, it is great. So just let the, you know, the sadness and the fear and the, the, the drama, yes. not the drama, but the, the pain of it. Yes. Just pass. Yes, exactly. And just know, okay, I'm just healing, I'm just releasing, it's all right, it's going to come through. You know, I remember when I, when I was doing, like, therapy every week, and um, I remember myself and my first husband lived in Dublin, and Every Wednesday, when I'd come home, like I'd go from work to therapy. And I would just be a wreck. Like my eyes would be sunken back in my head, my face would be just red. And he'd be like, I can't believe you pay money to do this every week. It's making you miserable, miserable. There's no change worth talking about. There's like, what are you doing this for? Like, this is, this is a pure scam, this therapy thing. You know? And I was like, Okay, I'll try that on, because if somebody suggests something that I love, I'm going to try it on, you know? And I'm like, okay, okay, so let's say if I was to stop. Oh my God, I can't stop. I can't stop. I, I, I can't stop. And if it's going to be crappy forever, I have, I, it's going to be crappy forever. I have no option. I can't just make this, I, I can't. So he was like concerned, well, like, you're like, can't you control over to somebody? What, what's going on, you know? 
And I, I, I'm just digging up. I'm just digging up and digging up and digging up. And that's all I know. I can't. It's like I'm down in a hole and I keep digging and I keep digging. And I can't come up for air right now. And I don't know if ever I'll be able to come up for air. But I have to keep doing this. It's like, all right. Okay. That's what you need to do. I just don't look forward to Wednesdays. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. You know, the funny thing is that I actually look forward to going to see my therapist, even though, like, I, I'm usually oh, sick for a week after. Yeah. Because it's just Absolutely. like being. Oh, I just totally look forward to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I also want to thank you because um, when you cut off um, the self righteousness bit, um, it helped me have a little bit more um, laser focus. Because the self righteousness was. Um, my mind coming from the back door with the name of spirituality and distracting me and, uh, you know, putting out judgment, like, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. Yes. But when you pointed at, the, at that, and I saw it, even though it still sometimes happens, I'm, a, I'm on, you know, I can see it, and it, yes. doesn't, uh, it doesn't take me down with it well done. as often. So I just want to thank you yeah. for that. We get stripped to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Raw, open, vulnerable, empty, nothing. And there, the magic can happen. Yeah. So you're being stripped. It's great. Yeah, I just have one question for you. So what you said uh, yesterday, um, at first was disappointing, of course, because, you know, um, I was hoping that you would just, you know, help me, you know. But then you said, you know, just go to therapy, which is something you said before. Um, where is the best place for me to hang out in between the, the self, you know, work and myself and the therapy? Mm. And like, the, you know, the pull, the, mm. the pull to the non-duality, you know, work and, and, and what was it that you said? Just the pull and this thing that's, that's taken me, you know. What's the best place for me to hang out when it's really confusing? Self-love. Self-love. Tenderness and gentleness, because it'll take you out from your head. You see, you, you have access to lots of different levels of perception, so I'm reluctant to... It's like, that, that map is already there. But the more we can go into authentic self-love, the better. So, so it's, it's, it's down into your heart. It's where it would be a good place for you to hang. The biggest obstacle I have with self-love is trust. Because... My trust, external trust, is completely gone. So I have no trust in anyone um, right at the moment because it's all like deconstructed completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I try to go into self-love, mm. it's taint, it's it's tainted. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not hundred percent clear when I like like this morning I want to go to the beach and then I was like, is that self-love or is that desire? You know, mm -hmm. So I know it's mental, and I go in my head a lot. So how okay. okay, there's a feeling with self-love, and it's tenderness and restful. Can you find tenderness for Hayat? And I'd like you to trust that tenderness. Can you trust love? Can you trust love to hold you? Can you rest in love and trust it? It's not denying stuff like if you, because love is scary too, because 
Um, you have to trust love too. So yes, that's what you just said. Trust yes. <laughs> Can you trust love? So is it okay if I let go of all trust and leave that one for now? Sounds like it's the only one we can rebuild. It's the only one we need to rebuild. Can you say that again? So external trust is being dismantled. All right, and you're, you're seeing in your own therapy work, you're discovering that, that shoot, actually, I don't trust anybody. Okay, so you're discovering these things about the personality, which is absolutely essential. And then you're asking, where can you hang out? It would be really good for you to hang out, not in a level of perception, because you're very familiar with those, but I'd like you to hang out down in your heart, where you feel tenderness. You're just aware of tenderness for yourself. So it's not a head thing at all, it's a feeling of tenderness. And there, if we can add on, can you trust that? Can you kind of, okay, I'm just going to rest in it. Because if you're just going to rest in it, then you're trusting it. Yeah, that makes sense. What I noticed was um, whenever I try to tap into that, so the hook that unhooks me from that is physical movement. And I, I, I've been noticing that um, whenever I physically sit, not move, right. it's so easy to access self-love. Yes. And then what I noticed was that desires usually, whether it's food, even sunshine, you know, um, gets me moving and then moves me away from that. Mm. that makes sense. Mm. So the desire may be more than the physical movement. The desire uh, um, creates the physical movement yeah. to go towards that's right. You know, it's so the things to watch. Yes. And so it's, it pulls me away. So I've noticed that. But it's the desire. It's not the physical movement. It's not the physical. No, it's, it's the, the secondary. Oh, okay. Do you see? Oh, okay. So self-love doesn't have to be like sliding down. It's like, okay, I'm sitting down and I can, I can, I'm physically resting. I'm sitting down and I can feel that tenderness. And I can rest in that tenderness. I am going to get up and get myself a glass of water, and I'm going to sit back here, and I'm going to stay in the tenderness. Because I'd like your body to move when it's not motivated by desire. Right? That's what I've been looking for. Yeah. So it's about, okay, I'm going to stay, just going to stay feeling that delicious love inside. Inside, yes. And, and I'm going to move my body. Glass of water, or sweep the kitchen floor, or just a particular movement, and I'm going to stay here. Because, because if you have physical movement is motivated by desire, we need to break that circuit. And let physical movement be, be an action that comes from love. Yeah, because I notice that physical movement, some of it is just very organic to my body to move. And then but when it's, it's only when it's motivated by desire that it hooks me yeah. because self-doubt comes in. Because I feel like I'm abandoning myself almost like behind and going towards the desire yeah. that is followed by the yeah. physical movement. Yeah. So just... Yeah. 
I want to just break it all up. You see? To free up movement from desire. And but also it's like, you know, if you're in the tenderness of self-love, desire won't come in. It won't. It's in the absence of self-love that desire comes in. Yeah. When, when there is an absence of self-love, we will want something outside to fill that gap. That's when you follow desires. Look for a distraction, a glass of wine, or whatever it is, whatever it is. Any distraction at all, you know? It's, it's to fill this gap that's inside. The gap is invariably the absence of self-love. So really that looks like very minimal living? Like, what it looks like on the outside? To me? No? No, it's all in your head. It, it's just, am I, am I living from desire or not? It's like, you, you, the universe can use you to build a skyscraper. I mean, do something, run a marathon. I don't know, do anything at all. Why would the universe not move your form? What I'm trying to do is take away desire out of it as a motivator to move you. Does that mean you're going to be static? No, not at all. But right now, reacting to the outside or reacting to desire is what moves your body. So practice not reacting until it's yes. more solid. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And get used to self-love. Get used to that tenderness down in your heart. Get more familiar with it. So it's just a feeling. It's not something that I need to physically do. Yeah, it's just, it's just a feeling. It's just, it's just self-acceptance and self-love. And a desire will not crop up if you're there. It won't. It, won't. it can't, because you're whole and complete, you know? It's like, oh, actually, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not looking for anything. It's like there's self-acceptance, there's self-love. From there, it's very easy to go back, then, to the capitalist self. But, but we need to keep you in the phenomenal arena, get that organized, you know? Thank you. See, making sense? Can we have a cup of tea? All right, let's take a 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I want to do two things. Uh, one is, I know there's a, at least one question. Is there any other question before lunch that's bouncing around the place for anybody? Brian has. Okay, let's see if it, maybe, yeah. Okay. Okay, as Brian has the mic, and then yourself? After lunch. For after lunch. Perfect. All right, let's do these two questions, and then I want to do a, a, a modification of the meditation this morning. I want to add in another layer of something. Okay? Okay, Brian. I'm not necessarily sure if there's a question. I'm just, as I've been listening and yeah, just sure. bringing pieces together, there's definitely some of this been lovely enough in my experience to be representing the assholeness. <laughs> and what I notice as I'm tracking it, the, the, the recurring thing, the recurring theme is not feeling considered. Okay. And it's like you said about the, the expectation of certain behavior. Yeah. Like I'm expecting people to behave a certain way. Yeah. Um I've used something you said a number of times, <clears throat> where you said about trust. You said, do you trust that the sun is going to come up tomorrow? Yes. 
how do you know? You don't even think about it. And when I, thank you. That, oh, how it was related is I, I, when things like that happen, I do recognize, I do go to the biggest perspective and it brings me out of, out of reaction mode. I think the question that I have is about, <laughs> it's totally from the personality. I can see right now it's from the personality, but it's like, where's the, where's the line between digging deeper into love, that, you know, being consciousness that has no needs, and fucking deserving some consideration. <laughs> All right. All right. So who was it that originally didn't consider you or consider you or consider your needs? My parents when they got a divorce and they didn't want them to. We need that story to have no emotional charge at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Do they know how you felt? Um, I'm quite sure, but I probably held them hostage. I held them hostage for a while, I think. All right, good. Yeah. I'm glad there was an expression in your own <laughs> position. Good, yeah. You didn't know about luck, you know? It's, yeah. All right. So your interpretation of their divorce, we have to make it about us. Oh, I completely did. I actually said to them, I'm sorry, I'll change. Oh, bless your heart. Yes. Oh, Complete internalization. Yeah. 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 So we got to roll that out again from the way it went in. we got to roll it back out again. You well, know? like you said, hooray, I'm there. That's like one of the earliest... It's one of the earliest traumas. Yeah. But I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about What age were you, Brian? Seven. Ah, yeah. That's very tender. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that's that's just what's playing out in consciousness? When yeah. When it gets surfaced, so, it's, it's, it's directing me to look there. So it, it is, because as long as there's emotion still with that story, then then consciousness needs the emotion to be dissolved so that the story isn't potent anymore. So that it's just, could be happened to anybody. And that's not because you've disconnected from it, it's because it doesn't, it, it's not using your emotional body for juice. You see, we just need the story to be just a story. Okay? And so, and so the trigger for that wiring is like over-exaggerated. In order for pure consciousness to tell you, would you look at this? Would you hear this? You see? So it's it's heightened. It's 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 got a bigger position. It's exaggerated as a response. So that anything that remotely will bring your attention there is going to do so. So you're interpreting situations in the same way. In order to heal the original one. You know? And really, yeah, you know, so, so it's about healing that. It's about talking to the little fellow, you know, 
and seeing what he feels. And there's a gazillion ways to do it, you know. Let him paint it out. Let him. It's just about him having his say, so that he can release the emotion, the remaining emotions. Let him release it all. I'm going to just just going into it, you know. Drawing might might really work, you know. Uh, like a box of coloured chalk and a the back of a sheet of wallpaper is really good. You know, it's kind of like you're on the floor and you're just two hands and you're just going for it. And it could just allow the non-verbal expression, which is what we're after, the non-verbal stuff that's deeper than the talking. It's, it's deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So there has to be complete The energy of that has to come out. Because right now the energy of the memory is using your emotional body. That's why it's trying to come out. And then it's coming out in your regular life. So it's like, okay, 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 okay. We've got to give it another channel. See? Yeah. So that's what we've got to do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, so this is a little bit, it has a little backstory to it, which mm -hmm. I'll just try to condense in like two sure. minutes. So basically, I came out pretty spacious until about 11. Okay. And stuff happened. And um, and then I started feeling the emptiness. So everything was just in in a like a psychological way. way every I felt empty. I, I didn't feel. Ah. I felt like in Japan we have this word munashi, but the thing is, it's just that that feeling that that scariness of I don't have something to hold on to. Yes. So. Um, so I would do that in relationships, where I would hold on to somebody's other person's personality in a relationship. And then about 35, I ran into a, an American Tibetan monk saying, you're one of the lucky ones because you have one footstep in there, and then it'll turn into some kind of fullness <coughs> later on. And, um, and then I gravitated towards work um, where work that I had to always get out of my way. So I was an industrial interpreter of Japanese. So, you know, there I don't have to, you know, I'm just translating, you know, I, I can't. And, and because I was intuitive, um, if I got involved with a corporation for too long, I would um, find out their dirty secrets, which is not fun. So I would just do to an agent have short-term work, yeah. and even then, you know, find stuff yeah. out. But, um, so, so I've been working on myself doing spirituality because I had to, it was really scary to be that empty. Yes. And then, finally, you know, with, with all that work that this young lady's going through, I got to that place of fullness. Yes. Um, and now, now, um, what's happening, I think I've become complacent because I got into that point of awareness where the law of attraction happens. That place where I'm at Hogwarts, if you understand what I mean. I'm just... You can make stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and is that okay? Or am I just kind of buying into... Gee, I could make stuff happen, and and of course now I'm a I work as intuitive, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so 
it's like a double-edged sword, I think, you know, because I remember Adi Ashanti saying something like, you know, some people, they get to that place and it's like, see ya, because everything happens, you know. And, and yet, the thing is, about 10 years ago, I was getting to that point of, you know, having awakening experience and everything like that. And, and, and then I see people like, oh, I'm, I'm having these awakening experiences and then I'm having, per, having these physical issues or, you know, I don't feel ap- apathetic, you know, I don't have drives. And the thing is, I'm at a certain age now that it's like finally I got to the point of fullness, so I might as well just enjoy my life. So I guess well, I'm... So that's Yes. 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 And this question comes up. I find that the that the answer is always different for everybody. So when somebody can touch the potentiality, you know, where where the wave hasn't broken down yet, you're at the place of where creation can happen. You can you can make stuff happen. Hmm. For some, it creates terrible karma, and for others, it's just fun. I can do it, but I don't. There is nothing in my being that, that goes there. Nothing. And I have a husband that says, this is ridiculous. You can make shit happen and we have to like walk through the sludge. And I'm like, yep, sorry about that. But yep. So that's, that's my way. What's been important on my own journey was when I hit that layer to ask Am I afraid of it? Do I not use it because it might create karma or interfere with pure consciousness? You've got to figure out what's at play. What can that place throw up in your own belief system? If it feels completely clear, pure consciousness will either move through you or it won't. It will move through you or it won't. That's my position. It's like if, if it moves through me to do something, and fine, and sometimes it goes through somebody's healing or you know, appearing in front of somebody or something, sure, stuff like that. But but it's it's just it's moving through like what, what I what I really am moves through this form and rolls out as manifestation. If if it sounds like yeah, you kind of want to make life a bit better, my gut says play with it. If it bites you in the ass, so what? You're going to learn more by exploring it than by not doing it. You are. I, I guess what seems like a safety valve for me is I don't want a whole lot. It's just that I'm pretty content with, with you know, maybe I want some more adventure. You know, maybe I want to use my skills, learn more skills so I could service people, you know, be of service to people. But I That's don't... for yourself, though. What? That's for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's not like, 
you know, I want to buy Trump Tower or anything like that. It's it's just more like, oh, this this looks interesting or this looks interesting, and I I may want to experience that. Does that make sense? Okay. What I'm doing is I'm tuning in to see where are you deciding from. Are you deciding from a karmic place of like this looks interesting, or is it actually consciousness moving through you? Because if the origin of it is in your brain, it's going to bite you in the ass. Um, the thing is, is every, every, ever since I was told I couldn't be a princess, I always wanted to be a witch or a magician. <laughs> and, and, um, and like when I was in high school, I was thinking, oh my God, how did Carlos Castaneda, you know, that kind of stuff happen? And, and now it's just like, just those experiences are just like, so it feels like I am following my bliss. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> it's more than okay. It's more than okay. Yeah. So for this, what's your first name? It's Hiso or Hisako. Hisako. So for Hisako, the the um, the core motivation for exercising the potentiality fields that she can go through, the core motivation is to resolve some old desires in her personality. It's not in order to improve the personality, it's in order to lay things to rest. That's what's going on there. It took me a while to find it, but I'm always intrigued when somebody asks that. About every two years I get asked that. And somebody who can access it. And it's always a different answer. So it's, it's very tricky, it's very subtle. When, when you're like on your last lifetime, you know, or when you're, you know, you're, you're close to the show being over, things that are unresolved get sorted out or else they just fall away. And things that were just, oh yeah, there was a desire from way back there, I could crank it up, but you know, oh my, I just got a different way, that was a desire from my childhood. It's, you know, you can rationalize and say, yeah, I need to let that go, it's about nothing. But that piece of energy will find resolution in some way towards the end of your time. You see? And the beauty of it is, is that the field of potentiality has shown up for Isako to did I get your name on that? Isako. Isako. For Isako to, to to get closure on those pieces. So you'll be fine as long as you, yeah, learn not to be a wizard or a witch. Sure. Play with it there because you're resolving what's what what your personality doesn't have closure on. That will work. Actually, I do remember a, a past life where that that didn't have closure, good closure. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. If you stray away from it and it becomes desire rather than this natural movement to resolve things that are not closed, you get bitten in the ass, mark my words. But, but you're good for now, for sure you're good, and I think you'll be fine. Thank you. Sure. Sure. 
So it's fascinating to me that this is what you guys talked about just now, because on the airplane here, um, as I was going back, I felt this very familiar tug, and this time I, and I always hear this, this why, you know, like, why is this the way it is, you know, and, and I always discount it because it's, to me, it's just the, the mind, you know, but this time I, I asked, where is this question coming from? And um, I heard two to three-year-old, um, it sounds like, no, I thought it's like a two or three-year-old's question, why, 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 right? So then, so then I went to that two to three-year-old, and, um, and I could see that she was mesmerized at something, so I asked her, what is it that you're mesmerized at? And, and I saw this, like, this ball of light that was just like wafting, you know, kind of like when you put your hands together and the, the energy, and it was... And it was, um, and then, you know, the question, what about that? And, and it was the, the tension there, the pure potential that was in that, this three-year-old was just, like, wondering why she was here and how this happened, but seeing that, that, that pure potential and, like, being afraid of it. Yes. Yeah, and the power of it, I guess it was. So that was really, for me, I felt some key to personal power and the power to go beyond and... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, she had access to the whole thing. I can find her through you. She had access to the whole thing. And it was like, it was like, it's just a little bit too much too soon. <laughs> but then I could see that the, like the care piece that you and I had worked on, you know, that that was so overwhelming that, that all she knew was to to care for people and make them happy around her because that gave her the sense of comfort and yes. safety. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I kept having children. I kept having children because I could keep caring. Mm -hmm. Like that gave me that yes. sense. And how's care for Susan these times? Um, much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... But what about that power piece? I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Can you find it through the three-year-old? Find I can find the the awe of it. it. It actually doesn't feel like a whole lot of fear, just a little fear because it was just so big. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more like this awe that kind of left you frozen. Yes. Because if you go, if, so one way to find it is by going back to the three-year-old and going now as the adult woman. Because, you know, the three-year-old was like, shoot, I'm, I'm going to have to make the world safe for myself. Actually, that's what i got to do. I can't go into potentiality now. You see? So, so she had something else to do. Well, you've that part done now. So can, we, can you access that field of potentiality through the three-year-old? And it looked like it's your imagination, and I want to know, can you actually vibrationally go into what she was experiencing? Or if it's just memory. I, I think you can actually find the frequency of what she was experiencing. And that she, she left a little bit of a doorway open for you to find. You to, for you to peer through. And if you can, then that would be great. To find that lens of perception of where pure potentiality is. It's not about healing the little one. It's about you know her giving you a signpost for you to find the potentiality. She, she's okay, you know? 
overwhelmed with it right now. Of course. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I work on it. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to know, like, maybe if you have some time this evening or something, or even during lunch, see if you can actually taste that field of pure potentiality. There is a door open. There is a door open. It's not sealed off. It's not at all, actually. If you can access it there. And then I want... I, yeah, I want then you, what? That's yeah, like, that's, exactly. That's the fear of the confusion. There we go. But that's yeah. the three-year-olds. That's the three-year-olds. Okay. Because okay. She, she knew she had something else to do to make herself safe. So, she, so okay. it's like, whoa. So something had to stop her from going into being the magician, you know? You see? So, so when you go into it, it's like, okay, the fear and the confusion, I hear you, little one, it's okay, it's okay, it worked out fine, worked out fine. So for, for yourself then, when you're there, where is that in the scheme of things, in the map? Am I everything? Is there identity at all? Is it literally just the field of potentiality where, where it exists as a frequency? That's the cleanest one. That's really what I want you to find. Is is that frequency of where? Yeah, I'm just in the. I'm in the engine room. You know, mm -hmm. I'm in the field of pure potentiality here. It's really hard for me to connect to that because I guess there is more fear. There is like going in there feels scary. Um, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's that power thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to see you going in there. Okay. Yeah, I'll work with you. Yeah. All right, another layer of the carpet. Yeah. Super, super. Yeah, you're saying? I didn't uh, know what Hisa was talking about when she first brought that up, but hearing everybody talk about it has, has really triggered it. And yeah. It, uh, in my life, it... Um, I felt very powerful at times, but when I express that power, it feels like people freak out. I get that. It's like a nuclear explosion uh -huh. happened. Uh -huh. And so now the pattern that seems to be really potent is this turn <coughs> to go and express that power because so many times there have been these incidents that seem that there's this attack that comes to me from expressing that power. Is, is working with it just taking little steps into it and seeing that it's not, the, the reaction isn't m my problem, so to speak? Hmm. Tell me about your motivation to work with it. I want to see what energy is behind it, where it's coming from. It feels like I avoid it because there's powerlessness showing up and that I want to work with it to work through that feeling of powerlessness. Okay. Okay. Um, it's like to the point where like I could be writing books and doing things and kind of along the lines of what Matt was talking about earlier. Yeah. I'm definitely in the space of learning to be okay with being ordinary yeah. and not this big showpiece. Yeah. Um, but there's also very much a desire to be creative. But then that's <clears throat> met with, oh, holy hell, if I start saying this stuff, you know, someone's going to come and attack me and I'm going to get 
all of this. And, and it, the story that shows up and the feeling that shows up is the intensity is so much right now that I can't deal with that too. And so it's like, why would I want to go out and put myself in? If the intensity is already up. Why go make it worse? Um, that's where it's at. Hmm. Okay. taught you that you get a backlash, then I would go after what's wrong with the backlash and why, why is there a belief that I can be destroyed or people could attack me. Like, if, if you're going to be in any way public, there's always going to be people, people who admire you and people who hate you. That's the deal. It, it's same thing. Like, neither of, them, neither of them are potent unless the ego wants one and rejects the other, feels fear for one and craves the other. So we need you to be in a place that it's not for a reaction, either positive or negative, that it's in order to, just because you can, or in order to, you've got to find out what, where is it coming from in you. But right now, if it's led by a reaction of others, uh, okay, that's something to be healed. There's a controller in there because you're coming from past experience that you know, you're coming from trauma, from past experience, and you're not just with the activity itself. Do you see? Mm. It, the control aspect you're talking about, not following the experience <coughs> and trying to control it by withholding it? Not following the... Ex say that again. Last so the, the desire or the, ex the, the creative impulse shows up to, to start writing and then yeah. the story comes in and says, oh, no, 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 don't do that because X, Y, and Z. Yes. Is that the controller you're talking about? Yes, that's based on past it? trauma. Ah, I see. That's based on past trauma. I can, I can get myself in tr deep trouble here by saying this and I know that because of A, B, C, D. Okay, now you're running a memory and you're no longer honoring this natural movement. And, and you'll, at, you know, at worst, you'll stop doing it altogether. And at best, you'll modify what you want to say because you'll be trying to manipulate the receptivity of it. It's all there. Yep. Can we just drop all of them? And if something needs to come through you, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Like, honor that. So you can stay inside to such an extent it's like, Okay, no, this, this needs to come from me. Now, do I have an agenda? Am I being a jerk here? Or is this actually authentically as clean as I can deliver? And if you can stand over something that is as authentic as you can do, then the consequences are the responsibility of the universe. And you take them on the chin. You know? You just take them on the chin. Because it's like, no, I, I, I know I was coming from the right place, so if somebody else can't see that, that's fine. I don't mind. But I know that... that I was doing the best I could. That's always what you have to deal with. And that ties into what you said last night. You have it. Finding what this is here. And determined to break that pattern, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> very strong in you. The opposite of that pattern is very strong in you. And it needs, we need to break it. But you're right, it's the very same pattern coming from another side. What do you mean the opposite is very strong? I, I didn't follow the, 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 that. Um, the opposite of finding what's what's my my truth, you know, as a low t, lowercase t truth. If 
finding what's authentic in me and what I need to honour and putting that out there with no second guessing, with no controlling and standing over that and knowing that that's fine and no longer running regrets or second guessing it. The opposite of that is very active in you. And it's showing up in lots of different ways. I'm so glad that you brought up last night because it's like, here it comes again. Here it's trying to come up in another direction. Okay. It's very, it's really important for you to, 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 to be onto that in you. Yeah, there is a tremendous amount of second guessing and editing and all of that stuff. And the opposite of that has shown up like in some papers I'm writing with the court stuff where people say, oh no, don't say that because they're going to do this. And it's like, no, fuck you, I'm saying it. This is how it is. This is what I feel. Um, and so I've been following that. It, it definitely is showing up. But you're yes. very right on. The censoring yes. is there. Yes. And it's potent. Yes, yeah. it's very potent. The thing is, history has taught us if you step out from the crowd and you endorse what is true and what is right, you get destroyed for it. That's, that's what happens. We kill our leaders. That's, that's what we do. Because the tribe is scared of anything that's different. So your fight for survival is saying, I've got to pull back, I've got to pull back here and kill again a bit. That's the fight for survival. Yes, it feels very primal. It's very primal, yes. yeah. And that's the cultural, that's, that's how we live. <laughs> that's being human, you know? So what do you do? Do you stand up and be counted, or do you do you just like, okay, actually, I've got an invitation to rise up and step out and out of the balls for it. Like, that's the decision. And it might be, it's not really it, it's not really it, I have to take baby steps, I have to take baby steps, I have to take baby steps, until I know that I actually won't be killed for this. You know, because because that's memory that you'll be killed for it. That's memory. You know, you're a white man, you're not going to be murdered for it. <laughs> like you're not. If you had different ethnicity, you 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 you'd be physically not as safe. Okay? And that also plays because I watch I'm attracted to watch videos of other people doing and saying things that I have to share. And yeah. they're obviously that that's what shows up. Oh look, they're safe. Yes. I'm safe if I say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the layers that come from memory, you have to heal those. You have to heal those. Because they're coming in now modifying what you're going to say. You know, the memory of, because you're, you're trying to combat it by watching the, the videos of other people doing it. You're trying to override it. It's like, can we just heal those memories? You see? And it's like, all right, okay. So, in, in the past, yes. That's what happened. But right now, am I going to just drag the past with me? Or am I going to honor this? Let's take a little step in honor it and see what goes. And in some places, I'm going to play, play the game. And in other places, no, I'm going to absolutely stand out and, and do something that's very unorthodox. And you need the wisdom of trial and error to figure out which. It's just life teaching us like, hmm, bad move. That was a bit premature. Here it will work better, you know? And sometimes what we do isn't recognized until after we're dead. That happens a lot too. That has to be okay as well. So it's not for the recognition, you know? It's never for the recognition. It's just like, I have to honor this, that's it, I have to honor this. And having the common sense to, to do it in the most, I don't know, genuine way that you can, with no other agenda.
Freud is an interesting thing, huh? <laughs> Do you need to go to a look? No, let's do this. Let's go to this. Yeah, sorry, it's just not. Okay. You've had a lifetime of putting yourself second, but it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to get out of it. <laughs> well, Lois here, and I talked to you. Yes. Um, I have a thing with my energy level. <clears throat> Six months ago, I decided to improve my already good health, and it backfired on me. And so I haven't really had a good night's sleep for about six months. Now it's starting to morph into all kinds of physical things. So I'm spending more time with doctors and urgent care and that sort of thing. I think what's going on is just sitting here, I was considering it. It seems like I have I'm asking for to be to trust that things will work out and I don't have to um, try to control them, manipulate them in any way. But it's really cramping my style because I'm very independent. I love my life and a lot of things, but I'm having to back off socially. And so anyway, I just wondered, I know you read energy and that sort of thing. It's just taking energy just to ask that question. <laughs> Honoring your body, honoring good health, but not being attached to good health. I am. I'm very attached to good health. And everything's about health for me, and so this is a real lesson I'm learning. Yeah, it is, because, because what better way to break attachment than the very thing you're attached to to be taken away? <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it works very often. So the attachment itself will stop yourself from healing, but you can't you you, you can't hang on to the attachment and heal yourself. I mean, it's a catch twenty two. You know, there has to be. It's like, okay, dear body, what do you need now? And with softness and tenderness and minding it and taking care of your health, rather than the contraction of like, my God, I need my body to work. Look what I'm missing out if my body isn't up to speed here. You see, and it's like, actually, my health can come. My health can restore itself. But not because I'm grasping it, but just out of openness for it to tell me what it wants. Change your relationship with your body. Change your relationship with your health. Change it. Get softer, get more open, like, like a, a fluid relationship rather than a dependent relationship. Yeah, the, the thought of being dependent on others is just really something I can't tolerate. But at uh, two day, two mornings ago, I had woke up with a panic attack, and I haven't had, mm. I, I said, I, I really need to get some sleep. Of course, I haven't had panic attacks for many, many years. But I, I see what you mean. I, I really need to <clears throat> go inside and be more with my in a loving way with my body and see what it needs. Absolutely. 
yeah, I take each day what it comes and don't go into the story of, oh my God, if this doesn't get better, I mightn't be able to go there, I mightn't be able to do that. It's like, stop, stop that, Lord's great, stop it, you know? It's like, no, 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 right here, right now, what do I need my body to do today? Okay, body, are you up for it? Are you up for it? So get to know your body in a different way. Cultivate a healthy relationship, not a dependent relationship with your body. If you, if you have an aversion for other people taking care of you, you can be darn sure it's going to happen. You can be darn sure of it. You can be sure of it. And that's what's happening. I, I, every other uh-huh. day I'm in seeing a new doctor now. Yeah. It's like, all right, oh well, and all these supports that are coming, like open, 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 rather than resisting. It's like, great, I need help, and it shows up. This is great, okay, how's it going to show up? Hmm, let me figure this out. You know, through a doctor, through a friend, whatever. It's like, it's like, like the whole thing gets softer. The whole thing gets softer. <coughs> and just let go of trying to control by uh-huh. putting in another health program to correct that one that's going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that it come from a, a willingness to self-care, not to control. Okay. Your body will respond much better. Not because you're trying to control it, but as a consequence of coming from a different place. Yeah, I think it is. Could, could you wait till the afternoon? Sure. You sure? All right. Okay, I'm just conscious of stomach scrolling. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll do that meditation after lunch. It feels like this is as much as we can do right now. I've got a few fried looking faces. So enjoy your lunch. And how long are we going to break for folks?